This is Hemant. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast and leave a review, mm-hmm. uh, subscribe, whatever it is you got to do. Yeah. Hello. Hey, how are you? I am quarantined and good. Yeah, this is... Um, As I was telling Jess, I'm stir crazy. I want to... This is the first time I feel like I've been out of the house minus shopping yeah, for a while. Not, uh, not getting a lot of human contact. Um, I do want to say if you want to leave an iTunes review, we're at 736, so we're getting Keep close to to our first goal, 750, and then we'll be reading um, reading one review, one five star review per week. Also, while I have you, um, my husband and I are both quarantined. He's working from home, and to give us something to do with a semblance of meaning. Uh, we've decided we're going to watch uh, movies about people who are being quarantined in some way <laughs> uh, and then do bonus episodes about it. So on... We already posted one. Yeah, I think on Wednesday night, maybe. or Nope, today's Thursday. So Tuesday night, Monday night, something. The days run together. No, time has no meaning anymore. Um, we watched the, mo- the horror movie Quarantine and talked about it. It was actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. But we're going to be watching like The Shining and The Lifeboat, which is an, an old Hitchcock movie. Just anything nice. where there's... People slowly being driven to madness by their close proximity so to each other. So if you give anything on Patreon, you'll have access to those bonus episodes. Yeah. And also one with my friend Matt. Like, there's a bunch of bonus yes. episodes that you can uh, you can check out. Sweet. All right, if let's you need talk. That sweet, sweet quarantine content. We have so many quarantine stories to get to. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of them are similar, but let's start with this one. Televangelist Kenneth Copeland. Uh, he's the guy who doesn't like to fly in regular people planes because they're like. Full of demons. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, So, of course, the quarantine scares him because maybe people might not be willing to give money Mm -hmm. to to ministries at a time like this. Yeah. First of all, he said earlier this week that the coronavirus would, quote, be over much sooner than you think, which is based on nothing. You know, it's funny. Everybody went from being constitutional scholars to being virologists. (laughs) It's really impressive. Everyone's an expert in everything, especially Mm -hmm. on Facebook. Um, But the... He was very blunt about it earlier today, actually. He basically, he's trying to convince people, the type of people who watch his show, to give him money. And he said, you know, fear of this coronavirus is faith in its ability to hurt you or kill you. Like you're putting your faith in the wrong place. And then he said, listen, your job's not your source. If it is, you're in trouble. Jesus is your source. Whatever you do right now, don't you stop tithing. Don't you stop sowing offerings. <laughs> he said it's he so said it's blatant. not about Yeah, he said it's not about him, of course. He's like, you get your tithe in that church. If you have to go take it down there and drop it off, stick it under the door or something. Like, get out of your house, give your church money. That's, but hey, you can give to me too if that you want sucks. to. That sucks so <laughs> hard. Like I feel like anybody who is propagating anything besides just stay at home for a week or two like it's gonna suck especially if you like live with a lot of people or don't have a very big place like it's gonna be uncomfortable but god stay home please just say that we don't need your like money grubbing in the context of the coronavirus Mm -hmm. so naturally 
uh, Paula White also did it, she's and she a White is House advisor? she is a Trump quote unquote spiritual advisor, but she is actually the head of the White House's Faith and Opportunity Initiative program. Faith and Opportunity, yeah, that's what they call it now. It's like the faith based initiatives, but like the modern version of it. She's the head of that. I don't know if it's a paid position. I don't think it is. But the point is, she's a member of the administration, has the ear of the president. Mm-hmm. She's his liaison to the evangelical world. Sure, and she also she had a. Like, not government-related prayer session Mm -hmm. um, on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, like in the afternoon, just talking to her people. And she was talking about how the Bible can help us through the coronavirus quarantine. Mm -hmm. Well, there was a lot of viruses that went on in uh, in yield biblical times, yes, right? And a none lot of them of people matter. died, if I remember correctly. Lots right? of them in the Black yeah. Death and Plague, and but none of that matters. But she said, like, look, what we do as ministers of the gospel is vitally important because every single day we are a hospital to the sick. Not the physically sick, no. but the soul sick. And then she said, you know, just casually, maybe... You'd like to sow a $91 seed. And that's just putting faith with Psalm 91. Or maybe $9. Or whatever God tells you to do. Now is not the time to abandon your covenant with God. Okay, here's my question. Yeah. Who is worse, these people or the guy who is hoarding ha- hoarding hand sanitizer? Ooh. So hand sanitizer guy. I think it was guys. I think it was brothers. Oh, Okay. The one guy who took the picture, anyway, that I remember in the New York Times, he said after he felt ashamed uh, from the public backlash, he ended up donating all of that sanitizer and making no money off of it, which is good, but also it took public shaming to get you there. Yeah. He ended up doing the right thing. Maybe it's a different Kenneth story. Kenneth I, I Paula thought White. at least somebody was like, had their hand sanitizer like seized from them. Yeah. Um, no one's taking these people's money and they're not giving it away. Yeah, this isn't great. And again, as people, I mean, literally, we just said, if you like what you're listening to, give us Patreon donations. That's a, if you want to, if you like what you hear, but if you don't, we're also not promising fine. salvation. Right. And also, these people if you are can't like, afford to donate to Patreon, it's don't. fine. Yeah. This is free. It's going to stay free. Yeah. And what these televangelists are doing is like guilting you into the God with God mm-hmm. saying like, no, 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 you have to do this. Oh, it's and, so bad. And hey, I just happened to be here in case. By the way, Paula White today actually put out, she was speaking at her home church last night. And basically what she told them is like, hey, listen, the IRS, because of the virus, the IRS isn't saying April 15th or whatever is the deadline for taxes. Like they're delaying that too. So it's cool. You could give me money now. Mm. Like very blatant. Mm. So that those people are out there. My favorite reaction. Okay, I'll skip that one. I'll come back to that because it's okay. not about money straight up. Um, I was surprised a little bit by the fact that there were still some people this week, pastors, who were trying to give us explanations for why the coronavirus exists. Oh, and is it gay marriage again? It yeah. So Man, let's go back. So much problems. August, here's what happened this week. There's that pastor Perry Stone who is famous for like speaking in tongues while checking his phone, oh, and yeah. everyone made fun of him. I love that yeah. guy. That guy 
He said during a service, coronavirus outbreak is a reckoning on America for legalized abortion and gay marriage. Here's what he actually said. There's a reckoning because the courts of the land passed a law to take an infant's life, that it was okay, Mm. and for marriage, that we have known it to be changed into something we have never known. Mm. Okay, so he's blaming abortion rights and and same-sex marriage for the coronavirus, which I know, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's not supposed to. Well, wait, hold on. Yeah. He's mad about abortion, even though Roe v. Wade was passed in 73? Yeah, abortion just happened yesterday, apparently. Oh. And God is still angry about oh, God it. God was busy for yeah. like 40 years. <laughs> but here's what surprised me. Oh, and by the way, he also said, uh, isn't it a coincidence, you know the answer is no, <laughs> uh, that West Virginia, a very pro-Trump state, had the fewest cases of coronavirus. Well, they also have relatively few large city centers. And that too. And no testing. They hadn't yeah. even tested. So, of course, they were coming up not positive. Yeah. Um, and by the way, after he said that, they do have a confirmed case, but they still have a lack of testing. But, like, this idea that, like, oh, the red states are going to do all right. No, no, no. Yeah. Red states do, like, really bad when it comes to, like, heart disease uh-huh. and other stuff. I was I was talking to Anne the other day about, so two uh, congressmen have been have been uh, uh, diagnosed with it. Yes. And I'm, I'm curious if there is going to be a, like, poll, because one is a Republican, one's yes. a Democrat. And I'm like, I wonder if there's going to be any sort of differentiation of, like, people maybe who say are on the party of the president who has been trying to downplay this. So maybe they haven't been taking such good care to wash their hands. And those Republicans hang out with each other, obviously. Yeah. How many people were at Mar-a-Lago with Trump and tested or had symptoms? Yeah. So now playing golf or whatever. So far, the only people in the GOP who have like, not the one that was infected, but like who said, yes, like the spokesman for the GOP, uh, Romney's, uh, relative was like, I got tested. I was negative. And it's like, okay, fine. I mean, I guess we have to take your word for that. Yeah. But how many other people are around you people? And so not all of them are going to test negative. And so the question is, will they actually say if it's positive or will they hide it? I don't uh, know. I don't know. I don't have trust in them to do the honest thing. Uh, yeah, it is really hard that we have such a lack of trust in, in, in leadership. But here's, here's why I was surprised by this Perry Stone comment about abortion and gay marriage. After 9-11 happened, famously, Jerry Falwell was speaking with Pat Robertson about 9-11 and why that happened. And for those of you who weren't old enough to remember that, the video's on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But basically, the Jerry Falwell, the older one, the one who is now dead, Mm -hmm. he was saying, yes, I point a finger at the abortionists and Mm -hmm. feminists and whatever, gay marriage, however he phrased it. And he basically said, God is seeking vengeance for all of that stuff happening, and that's why 9-11 happened. But one of the things that occurred is that clip went so crazy viral, like everyone was shocked, Christians included. How dare you say anything like that? That basically, not that those guys had stellar reputations outside of their bubble, but Mm -hmm. it's like, that's their defining thing. That like was written about in Falwell's obituaries. Uh, Pat Robertson will never die, so we will never see it in his obituary. But, like, that's the thing you remembered He's already dead and he's a puppet, like a literal (laughs) Jeff Dunham puppet. (laughs) But Barry Stone says the same basic thing in terms of the coronavirus, and it was a fleeting story. 
because we're just so used to these Christian yeah. preachers saying stupid things Correct. that make no sense about science, yes. blaming it on everything. But it's like, yeah, whatever. You're just Christian. That's what you do. Yeah, times indeed have changed. And also, we're just so in and like that was one of the most offensive things somebody said about 9-11, aside from like being horribly um, Islamophobic. But like this is not the worst thing I've heard about coronavirus. And like most of the <laughs> yeah. bad stuff is coming from the White House. Right, right, right. right. So, so there are worse conspiracy jaded, Hammond, but <laughs> Ooh, my favorite conspiracy theory is that Trump did not get the coronavirus test. Because when somebody asked him how it went, he was like... Yeah, he gave a weird answer a about weird how he took answer. it. So anyway, hmm. that's my latest conspiracy theory that he has it. Maybe he's a puppet too. Well, everyone's around him. So if he did have it, that's a problem for a lot of people. I think my favorite was when they came out to do the announcement of like people should avoid gatherings of more than 10 people. And there's like 15 people <laughs> at that press conference. All shaking hands oh as he introduces God. them. All yeah. old people shaking hands. Is anyone else like gatherings of 10 or more people? My life hasn't changed much at all. <sighs> the only thing that has changed in my life personally uh-huh. is that now like the rest of my family is around. And you hate it. And it's a lot (laughs) yeah well it's two little kids who need stuff to do and it's like uh okay don't they self-soothe when when do they do that age they need to learn how to read (laughs) and then then they're good feels like as good a time as that i have probably spent oh cool daddy is throwing around pillows on the couch speaking of my life speaking of children who won't be (laughs) quiet daddy so yeah. my favorite thing in terms of the coronavirus not money reactions actually came from Jerry Falwell, the younger despicable one, Yeah, who basically, there was a parent, uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. said Liberty University would remain open. He said that at the beginning of this week. All these other schools are closing across the country. He's like, nope, my university's staying open. Uh, and it's, it's like, so irresponsible. that's totally irresponsible. So a parent writes to him on Twitter and says... So in seven weeks, you'll send the thousands of students who now have a higher risk of carrying it back to their grandparents to get it. Mm -hmm. I'm as right wing as they get, bud. But as a parent of three of your students, I think this is crazy, irresponsible and seems like a money grab. Who said this? This is a dad of three of the students at Liberty. I love that he called him Bud. That's my move. Yeah. And what does Falwell respond to a guy who's paying tuition, I would assume, tell for me, his tell kids? Me, tell me, um, He's responding to they'll go back to their grandparents. Falwell says, nope. Then they'll go off to summer jobs or internships, dummy. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> Like, first of all, if they go to summer jobs or internships, they would still theoretically be infecting other people. So it's still a problem. But also, hey, parents of three of my kids, you're an idiot, says the guy who runs the college. I don't know which Bible verse he was quoting. I genuinely like... (laughs) By the way, you're going to love this. That dad updated his Twitter profile to say husband, dad to three awesome sons, insurance exec, firearms dealer, of course. Yeah. And now, dummy, dummy, (laughs) just ask Jerry Falwell Jr. (laughs) Um, it's, It's been really wild to see people who I would normally think like have a good head on their shoulders. Like a, this is anecdotal, but a friend of a friend of mine was saying that like, yeah, she was like, I, I was like coughing and, and all this, but she was still going out. Cause she's like, well, I'm not high risk. 
Like, <laughs> well, if you have it, you're defo high risk. Like right. high risk. And other people will yeah. be in trouble. Uh, yep. Again, it's as much as I, you see those videos of kids on spring break in Florida, like, who cares? I'm partying it up. Okay. It's not courageous or brave of you no. to ignore the advice of all these experts. Two things. One is that I saw a tweet, I think I retweeted it, that was like, I'm not going to let this disrupt my life. Like, it's not a terrorist, Brenda. Like, it's a virus, idiot. Yes. And the other thing is Mikey came up with a, uh, a fun um, theory that, Millennials and Gen Xers are like fucking holding down the forts because boomers don't give a fuck. <laughs> and then Generation Z or whatever they are down in spring break. And we like all of us in our 20s and 30s are like, guys, our generation doesn't have jobs to, to yeah, do. So this is all ex- we can do. Aren't you excited to see the second recession in your career? Oh, I know. In right. Your working life. I'm really stoked it's, about it. Yeah. Uh, okay, I totally changing subjects here. Not cool. coronavirus related. You're gonna like this. We're gonna play a game. Oh, I love games. Yes. Is it gonna make me sound it's, stupid? No, it's not. Okay. This is uh, an interesting game. I would have failed it. Um, I'll tell you that right up front. But it's here's talking to strangers. Yes, that too. <laughs> uh, okay, here's the question. This is from the Pew Research Center. This okay. survey actually occurred. Uh, early 2019, but because there's so much data, they release different aspects of it at different times. Mm-hmm. This question basically, uh, it comes from a survey where they did religious knowledge, and we discussed that on the show, like who knows more about religion? Like oh, yeah, the we've facts. Done that. Yeah, we did that. And like Jews were at the top of the list, uh, and, and atheists and agnostics were right there, yeah. and like much lower were evangelical. Anyway, it's that same survey, but a different aspect of mm-hmm. it. They asked... All the people. Here's an example of the question. Who is the first person who comes to mind? Open-ended question. Mm -hmm. Who's the first person who comes to mind when you think of Catholicism? Think family feud here. Who comes to mind when you think of Catholicism? The Pope? The Pope was 47%. That was the most popular option that people gave. What else do you think they said about Catholicism? Uh, like, Pope Francis got another 5%, even though it's the same thing. But oh, sure. Some said the Pope. Some said Pope Francis okay. specifically. Um, I guess I would think of, like, Catholic schools. Uh, person. Oh, a person. Yes. Like a, a human person or, like, a type? Like a nun the or... The question said person. Okay. So uh, they're looking for a specific name. Oh. Uh, I guess Pope would be a specific name. Yeah. But... Um, I don't know, Jack Donaghy from 30 Rock? Too obscure. <laughs> Though maybe he was in the 4% who said other. Other, Something yeah. else. But um, Pope John Paul II got a couple percent Maybe JFK? There. He was famously Catholic? I, I, that would make sense. He wasn't on the list. Okay. Martin Luther, like the original, oh. uh, got just under 1%. Yes. But those were the religious leaders who made the list. Okay. Then there were religious people, like figures. Okay. Like Jesus got 12%. They thought oh. of Jesus when they heard Catholicism. They thought okay. of the Virgin Mary, 5%. Oh, I was going to say Virgin Mary, yeah. Um, so those were, the, and uh, I think 13% couldn't name anybody. Oh. I don't know why. Okay. All right, fine. Can't think of humans. Got it. I will say this about, like, for a long time, I did not know that Catholicism and Christianity were different. Right. Protestantism was different. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I think that, like, 15 years ago, that would have thrown me for a loop, too. Fair enough. Buddhism. Same question. Who's the first person who comes to mind when you think of Buddhism? The Buddha? The Buddha got 55%. That was the number one answer. Uh-huh. Who else you got? Um, fuck, what's his name? Yes. Yeah, yeah. what's his name? <laughs> He's been alive forever. Yes. What's his fucking name? 
name. Dalai Lama. God damn it. Seven percent. Okay. Uh, That was number two on the list. Uh, For what it's worth, 28 percent couldn't name anybody. So that was technically second most popular. But in terms of actual names, Dalai Lama got seven percent. There was also Mahatma Gandhi, who wasn't Buddhist, but they are just racist. (laughs) And they're like, eh, it's something in the East. (laughs) Got it. That was three percent. Pope. For some no. reason. Martin Luther, the original, for some reason. For, for Buddhism. Buddhism. Yep. All right, let's keep playing. Okay. Evangelical Protestantism. So white evangelical Christianity, but not Catholicism. But who's the first person who comes to mind when you think of evangelical Protestantism? And I will tell you, 46% didn't name anybody. Oh, okay. Um, who was number one with 21% of the votes? Uh, I'm going to say W, George W. Bush. No, didn't make the list. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, on strike. Shit. In this uh, game of Family Feud. What was his name? Peter, um, the one that Randy bust, James Randy busted. Peter Popoff. Peter Popoff. The scam artist? Yeah. No. Oh, that's probably not great then, Not huh? even close. Um, uh, Jerry Fowell. Which one? Senior. Yes. He had, <laughs> well, he wasn't the for number one. He, he got 2% of the have votes. Have I gotten number one yet? No. Oh. Number um, one on the list wait, would no. have been the same as like 20 years ago. Oh. Oh, Martin Luther King? No, uh, no, he. Martin Luther King didn't make the list. Martin Luther was number two with 5% of the votes. God, people know their like. They know their history. Ninth like, century history I know, better right? than I thought. Yeah. Um, that technically, Jesus got 5% of the vote. Oh. Uh, yeah. Number one, Billy Graham. Oh, of course. Yeah, 21% think, when you think Christianity, you think Billy Graham and his crusades, but probably older generation. Yeah. Because I was thinking, like, Billy Graham died only in, like, 2018, but he wasn't preaching for long before then, because he was old, and he wasn't, like, relevant to Mm. the broader public for, like, decades. So I was surprised Billy Graham, because I'm like... You have to be relatively older to think of him when you think of Christianity. Sure. But interesting. Okay. Here's why I wanted to play this game. Uh, Atheism. Mm. Who's the first person who comes to mind when you think of atheism? Uh, And I'll tell you, 51% couldn't name anybody. Oh. But after that... Um, probably Dawkins. Dawkins was number one on the, like, humans list with 4%. Carl Sagan? No, didn't come up. Close, I would think. Uh, Bill Nye? No. There is 9% who said other. They may have been in there. Yeah. Um, trying to think of... Oh, um, Christopher Hitchens. Hitchens got 1%. He did make the list of the top five. Who is the rest of the four horsemen? Sure. Uh, Daniel Dennett? Nope, didn't make it. Who's the fourth guy? Uh, Sam Harris would be the fourth of the... He didn't make the list. Oh my God, is your name on it? (laughs) God, no. Is mine? Yes. (laughs) Um, you're in other. It's 9%. Uh, so it. Richard Dawkins got 4%. Uh, Madeline Murray O'Hare got oh, 4%. Course. That's still, I think, an older crowd associates sure. her with atheism, even though she was murdered two decades ago, mm, a decade ago, a, minute, a little yeah. more than that. Um, Stephen Hawking was at 2%. Oh, yeah. Bill Maher was at 2%. Oof. 7% said somebody I know, like a friend, <laughs> family, it's like, acquaintance. It's like all my mom's side of the family. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but this is my favorite. So number one... Uh, Richard Dawkins only got 4%. Okay. Like, Billy Graham got, what, 21% or something we just said? Uh, Billy Graham got 21% of people thought of him and Christianity. Sure. But for atheists, Dawkins wasn't number one. The number one answer came with 6% of the vote. Okay. 
Who on earth would you think of when you hear the word atheism? This is where I got it wrong. I never would have guessed. Okay, I really want to guess this. Yes, um, I'll give you three. Okay, uh, Donald Trump. No. That would be very funny, though. That would be funny. Um, I will say Barack, Oga- uh, Barack Obama got less than 1% of the vote, but he's on the list. Huh. Which doesn't make sense for a lot of reasons. Like, he was a Christian. He was wrongly identified as a Muslim. Right. But atheism has nothing to do with it. That's just straight up, people call him godless, Famous I think. atheist that people might have... This is, this is like a human person? Um, human person. Like or, I'll name? give you r- famous people or figures from religious texts. Because that's oh, all. Oh, is it going to be like Pontius Pilate? No. Uh, Satan. <laughs> Satan is the number one most famous atheist. Fuck me, that's yeah. good. The first person who comes to mind when you think of atheism, Satan, said that's 6% so of America. good. Yeah. Oh my Which God! Not only kind of makes sense; it <laughs> totally does not make any sense at all. It's so funny, though. <laughs> like how ignorant is all of America? Um, I did just watch uh, the documentary "Hail Satan?" Question oh, mark. Oh yeah, with which the is documentary about, about the Satanic Temple. Yeah, it's very, very good. I would recommend it. Our, I have not seen the full version. I've seen clips. It's good. good. It's really enjoyable. Uh, for some reason, on the atheist list. Uh, Buddha was also on there. Okay. I don't know why. That was under 1%. Jesus got I'm a solid sorry. 1%. I'm sorry. Can we circle back? Satan is fucking hilarious. Satan was the most famous atheist. And it's so funny because it's always this like willful misunderstanding of what atheism is. Yeah. Because, and, and, and I get it because now, especially now that like the satanic temple is rising yeah. in popularity, people don't understand irony that well. So. <laughs> So they don't quite get that. But I like, think for decades you heard from church pulpits and stuff like they treated satanic things and atheistic things. They're as, interchangeable. Yeah, they're interchangeable. And so I, I guess part of me is like, okay, I guess I can see why mm-hmm. people would say that, even though it makes no sense. Oh, that's extremely um, funny. But here's another takeaway yeah. from all of this. This is just me because this is not the Pew Research Center analyzing it. That's mm-hmm. not what they do. Um, there is no real prominent atheist these days. Like Dawkins was theoretically the most famous real name on the list mm-hmm. at 4%. Yeah. And even he's like really not much of, he's not the go-to guy for atheism because there isn't much of a need for uh, yeah, a go-to guy for atheism. Yeah, especially not anymore. Right. I feel like 10 years ago, I also think we're living in such a different time for atheism. Like when yes. I, when I first was like getting into it, like even before I started writing for you, mm-hmm. like it was so important to have these like figureheads. Right, and, the four and horsemen you, can, you even mentioned. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, because who else are you going to look at in terms of advocates for atheism? Yeah, in hindsight, having four white guys as our four <laughs> horsemen was a little too on the nose for atheism. <laughs> but also, I would say, like, you know, when you think of science communicators and like mm-hmm. Neil deGrasse Tyson, sure. why is that a big deal? Because very few scientists can break through the science bubble right. and communicate, like right. Carl Sagan, Sagan, like him. And really, when it comes to atheism, there there isn't any one person doing it beyond the mainstream, like in the mainstream, yeah, and I less mean, of a need. There, yeah, there's for not it. really an appetite for it, right? And so it's like if the media wants to talk to an atheist. Who would they go to? I don't think there's a clear answer to that question. They would probably go to some of the major national organizations. Yeah. Uh, they would try to go to Dawkins because he's the the guy they all know of. Mm-hmm. But honestly, there isn't one. And it's not a position anyone volunteers for. It's someone who finds a way to cut through like the bubble that they're in. Yeah. Billy Graham found a way to do that for Christianity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's something to think about. Like, we don't have really... 
any main spokespeople who is just associated with atheism. Yeah. And obviously, we know this because we talk about it all the time. That's not always a good thing because you hope it's a name people would like. Like, this is the upside. I'll say Billy Graham again Mm -hmm. because even though he was preaching Christianity, he was known as a good, upstanding, moral guy because he wasn't known for his political views so much. I think history has shown he wasn't that. But... He was known as a good guy. He's the guy you wanted associated with Christianity if you were Christian. I don't know that that person exists for atheism. I don't think it exists. And further, I think that the Christian community is much more likely to fall in line behind whoever their leader is touted to be, whereas atheists... I mean, it's like herding cats with atheists. Yeah, what are you going to do? Dawkins. There's plenty of atheists who uh, rip on Dawkins all the time. What are they going to do? Treat him as an idol? So few people can claim to speak for all atheists and fewer still could claim to do it and have people be like, yeah, actually that kind of summons up my... Like, you can look at our iTunes reviews that there are people who are atheists who, like, hate all the shit we say and, like... I don't know. I think we're pretty smart and cool. That is a lie. But yes, <laughs> like, but yeah, that's exactly you know, what is it that we have in common? Who speaks for us? There's right. no good answer to that. I'm right. sure if you were trying to even plan another reason rally today, yeah, like who would you invite? Because there's no one person that most people would be like, yes, Finally. I want that person on stage or whatever. It's like, no, every single person is problematic to different groups of people in their own ways. Yeah. Hey, and when this thing is all over, I'm available for, for public speaking. Got you can it. go to jessicablumkegrafe.com <laughs> and so, contact me there. I love it. I, <laughs> I just, I cracked up just, I mean, it points out, it's a sad reality that if most people think of atheism, they're thinking Satan or Richard Dawkins or a woman who got murdered decades ago. Yeah. Or whenever it was. I forgot the year. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, like that. You could have given the same, oh, 95. You could have given the same answers like two decades ago, and it probably would be the same. Nothing yeah. much has changed, despite the fact that we are a growing percentage of the population. Um, oh, shit. Schools are closed through April 21st. That sounds about right. Uh, I don't believe anyone's going back to school. Let's talk about Wait, art. What do you mean? Like for I, the rest of the year or yeah, ever? I think Illinois will be done for the year. I don't think they're going back. What is going to change with this? What is going to change when everything's closed? Depends which year. No, not even when everything's going to close. When this passes, assuming it passes. I hope people recognize that it was Republicans that, like, delayed everything and remember that heading into the elections. But I'm talking about, like, first, you're not wrong, but I'm talking about, like, day-to-day life. Like, are more people going to work from home? Are we going to take more care of... no. Our frontline people, restaurant workers. No. Yeah. Not, not if, unless the government changes. Yeah. Um, I do think more people will work from home and they'll figure out how to make that work. Uh, I, unless government changes healthcare and who we care about and who we pay more will never change. Yeah. Apparently there was a government exercise last year that showed that the U.S. wasn't ready for a pandemic. Shocking. Shocking. Um, I will say the one highlight of this week politically, despite all the crazy Corona stuff going on, uh, we had our primary in Illinois and Marie Newman, this progressive candidate, beats an eight term incumbent Democrat, Dan Lipinski, who is a walking nightmare. Yeah, he's a Republican who has the Democratic label, got his seat because his daddy had it for a long time and basically gave it to him. I forgot about that part. Anti the Dream Act, anti-abortion. He voted against gay marriage. He was anti-Obamacare. Like, really, the worst sort of Democrat, if you're a Democrat. She tried beating him in 2018 
lost by like two points in that primary. Mm-hmm. And then Lipinski was against a literal Nazi uh, and crushed him, of course. Right. Um, I mean, better than the alternative. Yeah, we're really lucky but that this he year, didn't lose She too. fixed whatever mistakes she felt she made two years ago. Mm-hmm. And she beat him like it's it wasn't close. Yeah, it, it was pretty sad. Uh, it wasn't like they're going to do a recount close. Right. So that was a little bit of news. Like the only analogous situation to that that I can think of recently is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez beating uh, Crowley, the guy who had been in office forever. Mm-hmm. And she came out of nowhere and crushed him and got a national spotlight. And man, I'm glad she's every time she talks. Of, yeah, she's I hope Marie Newman does the same thing. But that was some good news. Yeah, especially because uh, it's our net. What, what are they over, like Burridge, Hinsdale? They are in the southwest suburbs and okay. south suburbs. But uh, yeah, I couldn't vote for her in the primary. She's not my district, but she's I neighboring. Think, but yeah, I think it's where so I grew cool. up. Uh, let's talk about Ark Encounter in the Creation Museum because this one actually surprised me yet? too. No, but I was wondering. Well, I was wondering. They're a, they're an attraction. They invite people to their things. They have to be closing too in the wake of the virus outbreak. And as recently as over the weekend, they were not. They insisted they will stay open. And in fact, they had a FAQ on their website, and this is dated March 9th, so mm-hmm. like a week and a half ago, that said they would be open. And here's what they said. Answers in Genesis, uh, that's Ken Ham's group, and its biblical attractions, the Creation Museum and Ark Encounter, have always placed a very high standard on cleanliness and sanitation at all its facilities and offices, which assists in illness prevention. And dot, 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 we use known disinfectants approved by the EPA to deal with this virus. And so they weren't going to close because, don't worry, we clean up over here. As if... Like, Six Flags doesn't. Right. Like, no, you're a place where people gather. That's the problem. Disney closed down, and that place is immaculate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Disney World closed down. But, like, so part of me is like, do you just are trying to cash in while everyone else is closed? Are you, do you just not understand the science? Because that is what they do. Is it really, 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 really terrible and cynical of me to be like, fucking fine, stay open. Let people who don't believe in science get sick. I don't give a fuck Here's anymore, why that Because they're putting the rest of I've us in I've heard that reaction when it comes to these churches that are also staying open, except, one, you don't, you're, you care about their health more than they do. Oh, but also, with this, with this virus... They are then going to go out into the regular world outside the bubble and their gathering will infect everybody. I know, but also like the shocked and fruit would feel so good for people who don't believe in science to all of a sudden be like, oh, no, I'm sick. How did this happen? If only there was somebody in a white lab coat who could have warned me about this. (laughs) Yeah, now you care about science. No, I So anyway, I I emailed them. I posted about it. And I don't want anybody to get sick. I want to be clear about that. But it's just hard to... there has to be some element of self-preservation. When it, it, it's honestly, it's getting to be how I feel about like vaccinations mm-hmm. of like, yeah, you had the choice to do whatever the fuck you want to do, but your decisions affect me and mine. And if enough of you are that crazy, but then it's going to, going to hurt everybody. It's yeah. a public health crisis for yeah. a reason. It's not a, you going on a weird detox yeah. diet that does nothing. Right. Um, but like, anyway, Sunday, Ken Ham finally announced as a result of COVID-19, we have decided to temporarily close effective Tuesday of this week. So now their website says we've made the decision, blah, blah, blah. We're closing, blah, blah, blah. We've taken this action after considering numerous factors, including foremost, the health and safety of our staff and our visiting guests, which is the right thing to say weeks ago. Yep. 
What they didn't say is, oh, I guess cleanliness has nothing to do with it. I guess using the right disinfectant doesn't actually matter. Right. They never said what changed their mind between days prior to this weekend when they did it. Like, I want them to explain, why did you not close earlier? Mm -hmm. Because I want them to say, we don't understand how science works. Right. And so we just assume this is like a dirty people thing. I think saying we don't understand how science works is generous. We actively refuse to believe it. (laughs) Yeah. And by the way, like before they closed down, they had a women's conference, like where they attract hundreds of people. Slated for later this month. They had a job fair on Monday, which I believe they still hosted. Um, But I guess it could have been worse. The women's conference is now just going to be live streamed, which is fine. That's the right thing to do. Uh, But again, they haven't addressed why. And I kind of want to know why. I mean, because they're idiots who don't believe in science. Like, what what do you think? What do you think they're going to say? I mean, I, I, I know what the reason is I want to know what they would say. I don't know what they would actually say publicly other than, well, now we've thought about it more like, no, no, you didn't. You don't think that's not part of your daily routine. And I will say, and this is not in defense of the Ark Encounter by any stretch because it's flagrantly irresponsible for them. But I feel like every day this thing seems to like be scarier and bigger. Yeah. And, like, I feel like three or four days ago, I was texting with my friend Anne, and I was like, hey, we should, like, meet up in the next couple weeks just to hang out. And now I'm like, I did what, dude? Yeah. (laughs) How could I? Wear your hazmat suit and then go out. Uh, I got a different story altogether. Look at my shirt. I didn't get it until after she dropped it. PersistElizabethWarren.com. Aw. I have another one in my... Aw. In the mail on the way. Too soon. I know. I'm sad. (laughs) But I'm wearing it. It makes me feel better. I was said I couldn't vote for her in the primary. Oh, girl, me um, too. I'll take her as a VP. I'll take Stacey Abrams as a How VP. Do you, I don't know. I am I've... surprised that Kamala Harris's name is coming up as a like lock on the VP, and I kind of get the strategic reason. She's a black woman. That's uh-huh. good demographically. She's from California, so she would be replaced by another Democrat, whereas Elizabeth Warren would not be. Mm. And Stacey, but Stacey Abrams is not in office. Yeah, and Stacey Abrams Why is, is the she shit. not as good? Because she's not as famous? Like, but Kamala Harris doesn't excite progressives, which is what Biden needs to do. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't know how I feel about Warren being VP. Like, that makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Like, I saw somebody on Twitter. It feels I'm, like a demotion. It, it, it feels condescending almost <laughs> of like, no, no, no. I know you had all the plans, and all the smart things. We cannot have you running this <laughs> ticket, but yeah. we'll let you do some work in the back. And I, I don't know. I feel like VP is a pretty toothless position in a lot of ways. Although I feel like the right person in that office could make more significant changes. I would love to see Stacey Abrams in there. Although she's doing great work with her um, fair fight group. Fair fight group. Which my votes are Stacy. Do it, Joe. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Um, let's talk about this is so out of nowhere, but the Southern Poverty Law Center released its 2019 annual report, which is the sort of booklet you send to your donors and members. Like, this is what we did last year. Uh, uh-huh. Like, every big nonprofit does that sort of a thing. Well, they just came out with it now because it takes a while to put it sure. together and explain everything. Uh, one of the things they list in there are their designated hate groups. And by the way, I'll say all this saying like SPLC has some problems of its own. Yeah, We've I talked never know about what to it on this that. site. But when they say a group is a hate group, they document why they say it. Mm-hmm. Like they don't say evangelical churches are hate groups because they oppose homosexual acts or because they say the Bible says gay marriage is bad. Right. They're going after people who like just say things like 
homosexuality leads to pedophilia. Mm-hmm. Like things that are genuinely wrong and hateful and mm-hmm. you don't stop when confronted with the evidence. Sure. So they listed their anti-gay LGBTQ hate groups and one of the groups on the list is Alliance Defending Freedom. Hmm. And I want to say, here's what they say on their website about why ADF, which is a Christian legal group, is on their list. Um, since 2016, they have supported the recriminalization of homosexuality. No shit, really? Uh, maybe not in the U.S., but in other countries. They have defended the sterilization of trans people in other countries. Sterilization? Yeah. They connect homosexuality with pedophilia. Uh-huh. They say a homosexual agenda, quote unquote, will destroy society. Like... Uh, it's not necessarily like the organization puts out a statement that says all this, but mm-hmm. groups they're affiliated with, people who work for them, people they promote have said this stuff. It's connected with them. Sure. So anyway, this is why they are called a hate group. But the reason I bring this up, because none of that is new, <laughs> is the Alliance Defending Freedom released a, uh, issued a press release in response to this annual report. And I laughed out loud reading how they didn't like the report. They said, it is appalling that the Southern Poverty Law Center would choose this moment of crisis to launch their divisive and false hate report. (laughs) Instead, we call on SPLC to apologize, retract it immediately, and join the rest of America in uniting against a common foe, the COVID-19 coronavirus. Okay, they've been against coronavirus for three days. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. There's a disease, so you can't say we are hateful. I like, mean, what's this a is, good time, you know, ADF? Exact, Tell us, same garbage is after gun, school shooting yes, isn't a good time to the watch. The NRA is like, don't attack gun rights or politicians. Are like, how dare you go after guns in the wake of a school oh, shooting? Of oh, really? What day is a good day for you? Why don't you tell us that? Speaking of which, uh, gun sales are up. So that's cool and not <laughs> terrifying at yeah. all. Are they going to shoot at the virus? I think people are, like, fully locked down for, like, Walking Dead style. Yes. (laughs) I genuinely think that's what's happening. And, again, anecdotally, I had a friend who is a musician. He lives in Texas. Um, He had some sound equipment stolen. He's a musician. I think I said he's a musician already. And they went to buy it. And then he had the money to buy his new, whatever, bass or amplifier. And he's like, instead, I bought a gun. And I feel really good about that. I was like, oh, fuck. I've been drunk with you. You're an idiot. You shouldn't have a gun. <laughs> Stay in Texas. Oh, man. You know, Muncie, Indiana had a really good music scene. Unfortunately, not all of those people have turned out to be good humans. <laughs> uh, I got one. And I'm not being sarcastic. Muncie, Indiana had a really good music scene. Actually, hey, wait, I'll really quick. Yes, go While for you it. were talking, yes. um, I wanted to do a little um, uh, list of, uh, what'd you say, Alliance Defending Freedom? Yeah. I want to do any t- any keywords that you have for groups that you don't have to tell me they're Republicans. So if the word freedom is in there, oh yeah, the word values is in there, family, yeah, oh yeah, you know they hate gay people. Anything else? Um, patriots, patriots, children, yes. hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. Anytime you say any of those words, you don't have to tell me they're a far right group. <laughs> I'll just I'll just figure it out myself. Um, I have yes. Oh, do you have? Go for it. Okay. Um, so the only religious story I have vis-a-vis coronavirus is that uh, Pope Francis is finally the savior we've all needed. Um, so this past Sabbath, which is Sunday, not Saturday, right? Sure. I get confused because in Jewish culture, Saturday is the Sabbath. 
but I don't know. And honestly, don't care that much. Um, This article said, while the rest of Italy was on lockdown, by the way, today Italy just surpassed China for having the most deaths or the most cases. So, like, Italy needs to kind of, like, and it's doing a good job. Which is also run by, like, a right-wing demagogue right Right. now. But they're doing a pretty good job of locking shit down, especially from my understanding. Mm -hmm. Venice dolphins, I don't know if that's a true story. Have you heard about this? Go on. The Venice canals are like clear for the first yes. time, and now they're like, "There's dolphins there," which I don't know if that's true. Are there dolphins in Italy? I did hear that there were dolphins in Venice. Do you think right that's now. true? I don't think it was a. Joke. And I just like didn't care enough to look into it. That's sort of where I am in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so Pope Francis, instead of staying in his like castle in the Vatican, was like, "I'm gonna like get out and mingle with the people." So he went to Rome. Uh, he prayed at. Uh, the Basilica of St. Mary Major and the Church of... Why did I read all this shit? Anyway, he went to a Roman church. <laughs> and he told Italian News that he asked God to end coronavirus. Quote, I asked the Lord to stop the ep- epidemic. Lord, stop it with your hand. That's what I prayed for. So I guess we don't have to worry about it yeah, anymore. Yeah, there you go. I saw some joke online where someone was like, do you know how bad this virus has to be for the Pope to be like, we Jesus, Easter? <laughs> yeah, Jesus is not coming back this He's weekend. He's dead this year. He's just going to stay dead. Um, and this, whatever, people are going to pray or do whatever they feel, whatever feels good to them to end it. But like Pope Francis is a, arguably the ultimate authority figure. And also lives in like a literal castle made out of gold. Yeah. Like he could be doing actual shit to actually help actual Italians instead of being like, don't worry. Do you know how guys. many ventilators you could get for selling off some of those so Vatican many. buildings? Also, I saw somewhere if anybody has a 3D printer, people are looking like <laughs> to have like masks and shit and ventilators pr- pr- 3D printed if that's a thing. Um uh, yeah, my last one is that Uh, The Trump administration, um, under him, the Department of Health and Human Services, is going to stop enforcing non-discrimination protections for LGBTQ Americans. So that's fun. It would end a 2016 Obama-era rule prohibiting discriminations in um, health and human services grant-funded grant programs and permit federally funded organizations to turn people away claiming conflicts with religious beliefs. Thanks. So that's cool and great timing. Um, I got one last happy story, maybe, question mark. In the year 2020, I don't think we're allowed to have happiness anymore. Um, So Dead Sea Scrolls. These are the things archaeologists found in 1947 Mm -hmm. near the Dead Sea. And basically on those scrolls, you had passages from the Hebrew Bible Mm -hmm. that were older Mm -hmm. than anything we had ever seen, which gives you some insight into like how the Bible was written. Did you like, drink any of the wine that I poured oh, for you? I didn't I'm even see that. I'm rationing this, and I, I appreciate it. maybe I'll, a quarter of a glass. As, as we are going through, I'll get to it. But basically, like, this is the oldest version of the Bible that we have. So we know, sure. like, what they were, how the game of telephone went way earlier. Mm-hmm. And it suggests, oh, this part was accurate in how the story was told or whatever. So Israel, the government, owns most of this stuff, but they don't own all the scrolls. And a lot of the fragments of the scrolls have been trading around in black markets for years. Really? So there's a big question of like, oh, this person has a fragment of the Dead Sea Scroll. And you never really know if it's a legit thing or not. So the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C., it's run by the Hobby Lobby family, <sighs> the Green family. I didn't. Uh, they said when they opened, 
we have 16 fragments of the Dead Sea Scrolls, which we are putting up in an exhibit so you could see it as a confirmation of the biblical story, mm -hmm. or at least the way it was told for so long. But a couple of years ago, we found out five of those fragments were fake. Whoa, what? Like, they were I'm forgeries so surprised. that I they got. I can't believe it. And that doesn't mean the oh, no, Bible I did is hear wrong. About this. It means those fragments were not legit. But did the family know they were forgeries when they bought, they bought it? Or were no, they, they thought they were legit, okay. which is why they paid money for them. And then they found out five of them. You know, it would be really good to... It's like they bought art only to realize this is it a... It was forgery. forgery. It would be really good if they believed in science so they could find a scientist to verify how old these Dead Sea Scrolls were. That would be... Great. The timing, the timing wasn't the issue. It's that these were not scraps from that time. I don't know if they figured it out by age. It was more by material oh. and like how it was written. Like I assumed they it was from like 1974. <laughs> it, it might be older, but like whatever it was, they were they were duped, and they knew it. Five of them. Um, so here's where I will applaud the Museum of the Bible. After that happened in 2018, they basically connected with an independent team. And they said, we want you to investigate all 16. Okay. We know five of them are fake. Uh -huh. How about the rest of them? And the Colette Lal, who was the independent investigator who has expertise in this, said, yeah, I'll, I'll investigate, but with a few conditions. Mm. One is that you don't get any input into what I write. Like, you're not micromanaging me. Oh. You don't get oversight over it. So my word is the final word mm -hmm. on whether it's legit or not. Uh, she also said... Whatever I find, I'm releasing it to the public. So you don't get to learn it's fake, but then suppress then, yeah. the data. And they said, yeah, we'll agree to all of that. We'll pay your team to do the research, mm -hmm. and it's all you from there. We will take your word for it after that. So that's the right thing to do. That's good. She made that report public this week. I think they had insight into it like a mm -hmm. couple months ago, but she made it public this week. Bottom line, all 16 fragments Frauds, oh, all of no. them, all of them, and basically, according to National Geographic, which published this story, um, her report is more than two hundred pages. You can read it online if you care. Lal found that while the pieces are probably made of ancient leather, they were inked in modern times and modified to resemble the real Dead Sea Scrolls. Interesting. So um, they're straight up frauds. They're not just like the misidentified. Owned by the Museum of the Bible are frauds. Again, there are legit scrolls that do exist, but these are not them. Um, and also, she found that they were all forged the same way, which suggests they all came from the same, same person, place or person. Oh. or Yeah, they were all made at the same time. Again, I want to be clear. This doesn't say all the Dead Sea Scrolls no, are fake. It doesn't say the Bible is like false. If you want to say it's a history book, that's not what this is about. This is about saying this evidence that these people were holding up and saying, yeah, the Bible is objectively true. And we know these stories have been going on for a while. Yeah, Here's which, evidence of that. Well, your evidence is flawed, which even if like the existence of the Dead Sea Scrolls does not mean the Bible is based on facts like that. It doesn't mean the supernatural stuff is true. It means right. that the stories are the same ones they've been telling forever. Yeah, I think the thing that blew my mind when I was first like digging into atheists and stuff is that like the New Testament was written like decades after Jesus lived and yeah. died. And I was like, wait, what? Like, it's These are not first-hand accounts. Yeah, it's literally if, like, I wrote the biography of Martin Luther King and was like, listen, I was there. <laughs> I know what he said. Like, it's it's just a wild, 
whatever. And remember, this is the same museum of the Bible that like smuggled artifacts from Iraq. Oh no, way they're back nightmares. When. And yeah. I, the, the only reason I'm genuinely like, how oh, disappointed is the right word, but like, uh, it's it's too bad we don't have those pieces of ancient history. That would have been a cool thing for us us as a civilization to have. And I hate when people are like tricksters like that. I think yeah. that's garbage, and I don't like people preying on on people's faith. That's which is why I hate what we were talking about before. All these people said, don't stop tithing. Like I do right. not like people who are preying on others vulnerability. Like I dislike religion and I'm not religious and don't believe in any of it, but I would never want to manipulate somebody, right? Somebody's faith into doing something terrible. That's all I got. Cool. Um, Hey, so since I'm assuming we're going to keep recording this for the foreseeable future, cause it's just you and me and we're not yep. going to interact with anybody yet. else. And you're, Kids, I mean, your kids are I need germ to get away. factories. I need to get away. Yeah. Do you want to bring Dottie home with you? No. She can babysit your kids. No. She's very good with kids. No. She's only knocked down one human child. <laughs> um, what have you been, like, watching? How have you been feeling your um, time? Have I watched anything different? Uh, I feel like it's only been a couple days where they've been home all day. Mm-hmm. So it's been a lot of just Disney Plus and like, <laughs> oh, I have like three days left YouTube. in my Disney Plus trial, so I yeah. might watch like Frozen Two or something. I, that's on the queue. Yeah, yeah. Though we saw that one in theaters. That I did. Was, that was an experience. How are your kids in theaters? Uh, they were. They liked that one. Yeah. They. But they, they sat sit through it. Yeah, I was surprised first time. Um, but it's been a lot of uh, wacky TV watching and trying to figure out like because you can't. I I was going to say, like, we should do more to educate them, but they're not even in school yet. And, sure. like, a two-year-old's not going to sit around for stuff, so we're trying to find different games to play. Yeah. Uh, but, again, my problems are not real problems. So I feel weird about complaining about any of it. I mean, no. Yeah, We've tried yes. to go out in the front yard to do some stuff yeah. if the weather cooperated. Your yeah, kids go honestly, ride it your sucks car. more that it's, like, rainy right now. Because on yeah. um, Monday or Tuesday, I went to the... There's a big dog park in Lombard by me, and, like... I was there for two and a half hours and saw like three people and stayed very clear of all of them. Um, But Mikey and I just finished Hunters last night, which is good. Have you heard of this? Uh So it's based on a true story. It's about um, a group of Americans in the 1970s who are tracking down uh, Nazis who like came came to America after after World War Two. And are just like trying to assimilate. Yeah. And it's them tracking them down. It's extremely violent. And like, if you're not into gratuitous violence, especially in relation to like the Holocaust, not for you. But it was, I, I, it was entertaining and cool. And the acting was very, um, what's Carol Kane? Carol Kane, is that her name from Taxi and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and, um, okay. um, um, Princess Bride? She's in it and is in, in like a very serious, she's normally a comedic actor. Um, she's incredible. So very good. I also, uh, based on somebody's recommendation, whose Twitter handle is just a bunch of emojis. <laughs> I just started today. Uh, please like me. No, maybe well, I just texted it to my friend. Yeah. So it's an Australian show about, um, yeah, please like me. In the first episode, this guy gets dumped by his girlfriend. His mom attempts suicide. He realizes he's gay and then has to manage his mother, his dysfunctional father, his friend, and, like, makes out with a boy and is still friends with his ex-girlfriend. It's very, like, awkward but charming and funny and weird. And it, it's I've watched, like, three or four episodes. It's very good. Um, 
So anyway, and you can listen to this again. I think what three bucks a month, you can get Mm -hmm. access to all of our, um, you will go to hell if you don't give, I think that goes without saying at this point. I mean, yeah, we don't have to say that out loud. I think everybody knows. Um, but yeah, I really hope everybody's staying, staying safe, staying calm, being really nice to each other. If you go to a store, be so nice to everybody who's working there because yeah. they're making like 12 bucks an hour, eight bucks an hour and are out and about in a fucking pandemic. Like uh, be nice to them, smile at them. Don't shake their fucking hand. <laughs> um, anyway, I hope you guys are all doing okay and uh, we'll, we'll do our best to be here for you for the next, I don't know. However long I heard this, this is going to go through the summer. I yeah, don't know. Who knows? Um, but you can follow me on Twitter at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. I'm at Hammond Meta. Um, email us, friendlyantheistpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to um, donate, you know, chip in some money for what you're doing, I, I think Hammond's okay, but my work has slowed down <laughs> considerably since this has happened. So uh, you can go to patreon.com slash friendlyantheistpodcast. Um, and we will talk to you next week. All right. Bye. <laughs>